Making sure that my woman supports my mission entirely. And I'm actually working so hard so I can actually provide for you and give you the best life possible. A woman that loves God will love you like she loves God. Everyone sees the final picture, but they don't see the hours you've worked behind closed doors. In saying that, I was only able to do that because I did have good people around me. I believe there's three key, I guess, relationships or brotherhoods that you kind of need to progress as quickly as possible, right? First one being a mentor or someone who's slightly in front of you, someone who's gone before you and has paved the way or the path that you're trying to pave, right? Someone who can download wisdom, download knowledge. If everyone has that like diamond effect, it can be passed so seamlessly and everyone can just grow together. Welcome back to another episode of Locker Room Chat. I'm just here with my two best friends. My name is Jamie, oh. this is Chris, and uh, Bailey on my left, where yes. he belongs. Thanks best for the friend. introduction, bro. No worries. Oh, I'm excited shit. for this episode. I'm too. I'm very excited. It's a beautiful morning. We've got here nice and early. God's blessed us with amazing weather, amazing location. I'm excited. We've got a really good topic to talk about, guys. Oh, yes, Ooh, we do. It's going to be juicy. Bailey, think, what, uh, what's I the topic, Bailey? So... We're going to go down the route of, I guess, broadly speaking, relationships to a degree, but we also we want to touch on every kind of relationship, whether it's brotherhood and your boys. We're going to be speaking about what to look for, what you should be, what character traits you should be looking for, whether it's uh, accountability, bringing the best out of each other, sorry. And yeah, we'll go down a bunch but of topics on that let's side. Not, let's not give all the, all the topics. All the gems s- away. No, so we're not. Far. We're not going to give away yeah, all straight away. So they listen. And then on the other well. side, yes, this what is else the, are this we going to talk about? This is the juicy part, in my opinion, what you guys are probably tuning in for. But this is oh. going to be talking about our best advice for you guys or from our personal experience about intimate relationships. Oh, so are we now? I think we are, yes. Okay. Wow. So we've discussed this in length off podcast about how we can do this and... Uh, just going to speak from the heart, speak from our personal experience. And I think, you know, a lot of you guys out there are kind of confused about what to look for in dating and what to sort of like, you know, watch out for as well. So we're going to be providing that for you guys. And, and by no means we are saying we are experts. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely we've, not. We've, we've definitely all had our ups and downs in this department, but we want to share some some things we've learned through, through the years um, and I guess some things that we can, you, you, we can use uh, or you can use to, you know, avoid our mistakes That's so right. let's um, jump into it let's jump into it so we'll look start with think, the boys i think yeah, yeah i think we should start off with like the relationship between your brothers which is a very pivotal part of being a man uh in my opinion i think i've been blessed with you guys you know being two of my closest friends and i look at both of you actually and i see you know uh, a level of uh, maturity obviously i've known chris for longer than bailey but i think that you know we're all sort of like pushing each other in the right direction and we've all learned from our past in terms of some of the things we used to do I was going to ask you, Chris, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned about the importance of brotherhood? I guess wanting to see each other genuinely succeed, do well in your lives. Um, and I guess not letting your boys get down, feel sorry for themselves, get into a slump, um, kind of being like, you know what? I don't care. Yeah, you're dealing with something. I'm going to be with you the whole way through, but I'm not going to let you, you know, sabotage yourself. I'm not going to let you, you know, spend days in your room and, and be upset. And, and it, it's interesting because, you know, recently I had a, I had a it, it wasn't a massive thing, but um, along these lines and Jamie, you know, I, I was speaking to Jamie, but I had something happen in my life, which, which was unfortunate for myself. And um, Jamie's like, look, it's happened. You know, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to aid you in feeling sorry for yourself. How can we progress? How are you going to move on? How are you going to improve your life now? Um, and I guess it's really what I needed um, to hear. Uh, it kind of worked me up. Um, but uh, I think I think 
in general with relationships, one of the most important things, and I tell this to everyone, when, when I speak to someone, I always say the two most important things are communication and compromise. If you can get these two things down, mm. for that, that's for intimate relationships. That's across the board. That's with your family, that's with your parents, um, and that's especially with your brothers. Um, if, if you guys can, you know, communicate, if you've got a, you know, an issue, if, the, if you've got a disagreement, um, you communicate it. You don't hold it in. And this is something Jamie has actually, um, you know, told me about. My, myself personally, I'm, I'm someone who um, usually doesn't like conf- confrontation. I, 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 I try to stray away from confrontation. I try to avoid it. Um, but Jamie actually, maybe I say two, three years ago, um, actually opened me up to the fact that sometimes you need to have this communication. You need to have this confrontation. Um, and it's it's coming from a pa- place of love. Mm. If 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 me or Jamie or Bailey or one of our you know partners or family, you know, if they really love us, they'll tell us the hard truth. Mm. And and Jamie's done that for myself. Um, That's a big realization. Honestly, it, it it's actually changed my life. So, and this this I've actually used in my relationship with my partner. So you know, early on, say say me and Jamie had a disagreement. And there was something which that is I bound to happen. Being yeah, friends for like 10, you know, years. it's <laughs> going to happen, right? And instead of Jamie going, "Oh no, look, I don't want to, I don't want to bring it up. He's going to get upset. He might not want to talk to me. He's going to be upset. It's going to cause a bit of uh, friction in our relationship, and it's going to lag, and it's going to build over weeks and weeks and weeks. And then I do something else, and then it's like a compounding effect, right? Mm. And he could have simply, you know, which he which he did, he'd he'd pull me aside and go, look. Because I love you, I'm going to tell you this. You did X, Y, Z. And I'm, it, I'm okay with it. It's not a big deal for me, but I'm saying this for you because I want you to grow. I want you to be a better person. And instead of me going, oh, you know, he's trying to, you know, he's trying to um, criticize me. He's trying to make me feel shit. I, I shut up. I listen. I take it on board and I improve. And, and, and what I've used this for in every relationship in my life, um, and including with my partner. And, and my partner is, um, you know, a little bit younger than me. Um, and so I've had to kind of guide our relationship. And early on, she hated this. She mm-hmm. hated, I would sit her down and I would speak to her. I know we're not talking about relationships now, but it kind of ties in. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd have this literally half an hour, take max half an hour, this, this uncomfortable conversation, which I don't even like. Mm. I hate as well. And she doesn't like, I talk about what the issues are and that, that that's upsetting me. We talk about the solution. We come up with a solution. We agree on it. And I ask her if there's anything I've done to upset you, um, please let me know. Mm. Within half an hour, the situation's done. Exactly. We move on. Our lives are amazing. And and that has built us stronger and stronger, both with my boys, with Jamie. And like our, our relationship is so, so amazing because we do this. Mm. We mm. don't let something grow. Um, and, and, and the same with my partner. So mm. that's mm. what I could say. Yeah, 100%. No, that was very, very valid points. And I think, you know, um, off camera, once again, us boys actually had this conversation a few weeks ago about, um, you know, if we ever feel like, especially being like a brotherhood of three, especially doing a podcast together, things are bound to happen. You know, we've got three different personalities, three different lives trying to merge together. And we had a, a big discussion off camera about the fact that if one of us does something that, you know, we needed, you know, uh, one of us was unhappy with, or we feel like there's a need to compromise, then we should just bring it up straight away. Because as you just said yourself, Chris, like if there's a situation that comes up and you don't nip it in the bud straight away, then about, you know, it could be a month, it could be six months or a year or years down the track. All of a sudden, the, the bottle just comes off the lid and just everything explodes. And this goes for brotherhood, but also relationships. That could so end the relationship. There's a lot of crossovers between the two. And I think, you know, 
even even with you, Bailey, I, me- I remember um, <laughs> the other week I made a inappropriate remark about something when we were together, <laughs> and I just apologized. And like yeah. apologizing isn't uh, uh, something where you're belittling, belittling yourself you've, you've or you're. That. You've done that to me as well. He, exactly. He actually, he actually called me. He maybe did the same to you. He called me and he's like, "Hey, man, like I just want to say, did I go over the line? Um, you know, please p- please pull me up." If I went over line, that takes, yeah, man, takes that's balls. a man. That's the way like, it should be. That, no one does that. Like, no one's like, oh, it's fine. He'll, he'll get over it. He's like, shit, I might have upset one of my closest friends. Let me just check. It wasn't a big deal, but let me just check, see if he's okay. Just yeah. to reassure that it wasn't too far. That's amazing. I think the key is just to get used to having those conversations to the point where it doesn't really matter if you have them more frequently than you'd like. Because mm. the weight and, and the magnitude isn't as high as if you only had them once every five years, you know? What do you think, Bailey? Yeah, I think they're very good points. And it takes... I guess a few years of having in-depth relationships, building long-term relationships to actually figure that out. And I think if people can learn that earlier rather than later, like exactly what you said, Chris, be af- don't be afraid of confrontation and saying it how it is. Um, I think, yeah, people can be pretty sensitive these days, but the ones who do tell you to your face how it is, they're the ones who you can trust their opinion, trust what they're saying to you. They're not going to say things behind your back. And if you can create that culture within your brotherhood, family, group of mates early then you guys will progress so much quicker your friend your friendships and your connections will be so much stronger so yeah i love everything you guys just said i want to add add to that so we're talking about brotherhood i believe there's three key i guess relationships or brotherhoods that you kind of need to progress as quickly as possible right first one being a mentor or someone who's slightly in front of you uh someone who's gone before you and has pave the way or the path that you're trying to pave, right? Someone who can download wisdom, download knowledge, certain areas that you guys are able to do that for me, being a bit younger, or whatever area it is that you want to grow in. And we're blessed to be in an opportunity, the most opportunistic time in history where you have that online. You can find people who've gone before you in business, gone before you in other certain areas. Even tying in the Bible to this, I think there's... In the Bible, we have the opportunity to download knowledge and wisdom from the wisest, most influential, mm, richest people who have ever walked the earth. Mm. And yes, while it's great to, da- to learn from people who have been around like while we're alive, but to have the opportunity to learn from the wisest man who ever lived, King Solomon, you can read about it in the Bible, mm. or King David, the most influential, powerful people to ever live. Mm. This is knowledge that has stood the test of time. Jesus as well. And yeah. Jesus, 100%. So we can download this knowledge. So that's the first one, mentorship. Second one is brotherhood, which is what we want to cultivate here and what we want for every single person in, in the locker room. That's kind of one of the most important. People who have, have a share vision, share common goals, share common values. And like exactly what we're talking about, people who are going to push you out of your comfort zone, call you out when you're not up to scratch or you're doing something that's going to derail yourself. Um, and all these kind of values, which we'll probably elaborate on, is crucial. And I've been blessed and been lucky to have two blood brothers as well who are very similar to me, and they'll they'll call me out straight away. They push me. Oh, I thought you were calling us blood. Yeah, I was, I was, I was getting oh, excited for a I second. I was like, <laughs> we, didn't even was like no. we didn't even do the sacrifice. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The occultism. Nah, sorry, we, are, we are brothers, but we're not yeah, yeah. blood brothers. <laughs> so, yeah, 100%. It's kind of the same, but I was... Similar, very similar. It's both. Especially the fact that we look alike. Yeah, yeah exactly. All of us. Yeah, yeah we do. We look the same. But um, yeah, it's super important if you can cultivate that and that's what we want to get um, 100%. build in the locker room. And the third one, just quickly to tie it all up, I think 
it's so important and valuable to have like a prodigy or someone that you can pass on information to and someone that you can help bring yeah, up. And that. if we have that lineage, if every single person, you can imagine if everyone has that like diamond effect, someone in front of you, people two beside mm. you and one behind yes. you. Amazing. And if we're all moving forward in that trajectory, then the, the knowledge and wisdom can be passed so seamlessly and everyone can just grow together. And that's kind of what we want to build here where there's people who are way further ahead than others, some who are super young and trying to learn from us and people who are at your level who can mm. really call you out. So. And I think, yeah, and I think, you know, we want to really just like drive home the message that even though for us three, you know, we've done, you know, fairly well for ourselves during our life. Uh, we've definitely matured and we've experienced things that, you know, we're very grateful for, um, you know, praise God. But we also are very humble to the point where, we still look to others for advice that have, as Bailey said, like walking in the footsteps that we want to walk in in the future. So for example, you know, I've been doing social media for 10 years. I teach social media to people. However, I still have a social media mentor that I learn off every yeah, day. I, I don't think bro. I know everything, you know, yeah. and, and especially the fact that, you know, um, I want to constantly improve and there's never like a, an end goal in sight. It's always mm. a journey. The so mi- the minute that you think that you can't learn anymore, you're screwed. Yeah, you're you're screwed. Done. Exactly. So as you said, Bailey, like you need people literally like far more ahead of you mm. Uh, you know, by your side and also people that you can teach. Because I think a life that is lived without you actually helping others and, and fulfilling other people's, you know, opportunity that they've been blessed with uh, 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 to help them achieve their goals is a very unfulfilling life. Yeah, so it's great. like we all have to serve others as well as, you know, achieving our own goals. So I want to I wanna add to that as well. So, you know, obviously you both made amazing points. Um, to, to back off Bailey, um, basically as, as much as, you know, your, your boys are there for you, in front of you, behind you, beside you. Um, unfortunately, in this day and age, uh, I guess there's a lot of jealousy um, mm, in, in the world. There's a, a, there's a lot of... Um, Especially in Australia. Tall poppy syndrome is rampant. So there's tall poppy syndrome, especially as, as Jamie said in Australia. And and there's a, there's a quote that I, I think is, is very true, uh, which is, um, everyone wants to see you do well, but not better than them. Mm, so true. And, and this is so true because, you know, we see it every day. However your real friends and and this can kind of distinguish between you know acquaintances and actual genuine brothers um are the people that are actually clapping for you you know when when you when you get an achievement when you do something amazing in your life when something you know grand happens you look around the room and see who's actually clapping mm. Who, who's there who's genuinely happy for you who's not putting on a fake smile like oh yeah man that's that's cool mm. who's genuinely like happy for you you know m- almost more happy than yourself mm. and and mm. and I, I i do see that you know with with jamie and bailey um and and i'm and i'm blessed so if, if you if you have a friend like that um you know hold on to them that that is that is a brother for life and mm. and and, and, it, and it's rare yeah, I think it's inherently like human beings are, you know, we're all sinful beings and we all are bound to be self selfish in some regard. So when you're able to kind of like distinguish the fact that, you know, your own like fleshly desires uh, are corrupted, then you can kind of discern between, okay, is this something that I'm doing for myself and my own self-gratification or am I living my life to obviously serve and help my friends and help other people? So I think when you have that perspective, if when you're like, oh, I, ha- I now have the awareness where I feel something, but where's it actually coming from? That's when you can obviously have a very strong tie. And I think it goes back to, you know, um, exactly what we're talking about. You need the right people around you because if you're around the wrong people, then you're going to be naturally, inherently, you're going to go down that track Ooh, as well. What, what's the quote? Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Your future, yeah, exactly. That's crazy. It's so true. And that's why we've chosen each other to be on this podcast and obviously motivate you guys watching so that you can see, you know, the definition of, I believe, a very good brotherhood. And, oh. and, and sorry, this podcast, as, as Jamie said, it, it took time. 
Like it, it, a lot of times, we we didn't just go. Oh, we're three friends. Let's just do it. Like we we fully believed in in our mission and ourselves to to come together and do this. And that's why it it, it it's anything good takes time. Mm. And, and 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 we we're finally here. We're finally doing it. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, love it, bro. Um, yeah. One other thing I want to touch on is like what we're talking about brotherhood. Is I think at least in sort of my circle or like in the surf self-development world. I think it's a surfer. Surfer, <laughs> surfer, surfer circle. Which yeah, you're yeah. also a part of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Find this guy at Avalon Beach every weekend. <laughs> yeah. On Home and Away every second Gnarly episode. Dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, isn't he just like the perfect token Aussie nah. white boy? Yeah, he is. <laughs> well, blue it's eyes. so weird. When it, we yeah, all have yeah. the tokenness to us in some degree. Yeah, legit. Do you want to yeah, get into that? Yeah, guys. Yeah, no, I just want to say quickly because I was talking about how, you know, went off the grid for a bit. Um, went off social media but one of the traps I want people to avoid is the the lone wolf mentality which has kind of become kind of a, a trendy thing to pursue um, mm, and I want I yeah. want people to realise like whilst I did pursue that to a degree um, and there is a time and a season where that is extremely valuable I also had like where you're pulling back from social media I was fortunate enough to have my blood brothers around me and people around me off grid right mm. so there's kind of this message in the self-development world where you have to go solo, go off the grid and just grind in the dark and yep. don't see anyone until you're someone worth respecting. I get sucked into that bad. And I kind of fell yeah, in, into that trap to a degree, but I want to encourage people to, whilst, yeah, again, there's a season for that, to stray away from that because we are built, like we're wired to be connected with people mm. and to live together in community and harmony and to share wisdom and knowledge. So, yeah, I just, for some of the, maybe there's some younger guys out there who are- That's amazing. Who are falling into that trap where they're isolating themselves to just go to the gym 24-7 and grind in their basement to be an entrepreneur and stuff. Whilst there is people who love that and there's a time for that, I would strongly recommend to stray away from that, find a community of brothers. Um, and again, that's hard as well. Like sometimes it's not as easy to find those people off the bat. But again, take extreme accountability, become someone that is valuable and is knowledgeable and can add value to people and then you just need to work on your skills. If it's a social skill thing, then work on that, take accountability, and you will get there. So yeah. I, have a, I have a question for you both about this uh, isolation and kind of like lone wolf phase that you speak about. Mm. I want to ask you, what do you think are the biggest, some of the biggest misconceptions about brotherhood that the red pill advocate for? But before you guys answer that question, I want to tell you guys, the viewers out there, that if you are currently going through an isolation period of yourself, you can actually find this place in the beautiful heart of Sydney with the Opera House Harbridge in the background. It's a perfect opportunity to, you know, experience this beautiful place sponsored by getaways with your friends or by yourself for that matter. So, lovely. Initially, when you asked that question, I, I thought to myself, I actually haven't had a, a lone wolf moment um, um, because I've always been surrounded by my, my family, as you yep, know. Yep. Um, and I'm going to touch on that in a second. You're very blessed to have your family. I'm very blessed and I'm going to touch on that in a second. However, I do now think I, I definitely have had a lone wolf moment. Going through my fitness journey, um, I, I knew that I couldn't, essentially, at the time, I was like, if I want to be successful within this, I've, it's, it's those hours you put when no one else is around you, when, when you know other people are doing all these things, um, that you do get the success, you put in those hours. You know, everyone sees the final picture, um, but they don't see the, the hours you've worked behind closed doors so i've done that both with social media and with my fitness um however in saying that i was only able to do that because i did have good people around me still even though i was on my lone wolf journey similar to bailey i did always have my family supporting me in everything i did i had my friends that i can check in with maybe not specifically about fitness or my social media 
but every other aspect of my life I knew was fulfilled with good people around me. And and coming back to my family, like you know, I come from a I'm, uh, I'm Armenian. I come from a, a very um, ethnic family who's all about family. Like our number one priority in everything is family. It comes first. From a young age, I've been blessed to have a lot of cousins, aunties, uncles. Um, we have amazing, you know, uh, Easter, Christmas, New Year's, everyone together. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it, it, it's such a blessing that only until you get older, you appreciate. Um, but, and, and, and Jamie's, you know, he, he's, he's been to a few of our events. He, mm. he always tells me how, how, how praise <laughs> I am. Um, and, and it is interesting because, you know, say sometimes I'll post that on social media, even when I was younger. And, and you know, in a good way, people were jealous because everyone wants a big, happy family who's loving. And like, you know, we've got the kids running around all together. We've got the adults all together. The young, young, you know, the older kids are all together. Like that relationship I have with my family, my cousins and, and, and you know, the, I guess the aunties and uncles and everyone else means that I'm, I'm always supported. Everywhere I go, I, I've you know they check up on me. We 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 have a you know WhatsApp groups together. Everyone messages everyone every single birthday. If if someone's birthday, we all message each other. That relationship, as 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 is you know priceless. Mm. And 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 you've seen that you know Jamie. Hundred percent, yeah. And I think you know it's good that you spoke about where where your family comes from. Uh, I come from a bit of a different family. My dad and my mom uh, divorced when I was four years old, so my dad went back to China to live there by himself while my mum had to raise me uh, in Australia. So I guess me seeing your family has really, and even Bailey's family, actually, you guys all come from very good families and so do I, but, you know, different, different in our different, own ways. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of like taught me, you know, um, witnessing both of your families, what I want to have one day in the future, because mm. I'm always kind of like with three people for Christmas, you know, and like, um, not that it's important, the amount of people, but just having people call, around you. He call me, he's like, can I come over? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah <laughs> and my family in China don't celebrate <laughs> Christmas. So, yeah, it's definitely very different and it's something that I've definitely learned off both of you, mm. the importance of it. Yeah, so no, it is massive. And yeah, I'm, I'm kind of more similar to Chris. I've been been blessed to have like, you know, a big family, brothers, amazing mom, amazing dad to sort of been able to share wisdom and knowledge with me as well. And I'm aware that not everyone has that. I've been blessed to have that. Um, but yeah, I guess that's, the family thing is massive. And I guess when you do see, like for Jamie seeing that from Chris, it gives you like the inspiration, the motivation to be like, all right, I want to be the kind of man that mm. builds a lineage and a and a family that is inclusive and everyone gets along. And it all starts with you you at the top. If you want to b- create that, build the character traits, like we were talking about before, have the hard conversations. And if you can able to build these character traits, you get to the point where you have flourishing relationships with your m- parents and you know even your spouse once you get to that point or if you have one now. And then you can build that family and have create sort of the family and the lineage that that you always desire Mm -hmm. and it goes further also it ingrains um, like amazing morals within you you know having a a nice um, massive well-respected cultural family um i've I've had amazing morals you know from a young age you know simply you know respect others um be generous look after people um you know be a brother to your to your friends like all these things i've learned from my family from my parents um you know giving me that that fortunate life so and, and it, it it goes through your whole life mm-hmm. it, it, it's 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 yeah it's priceless so i think whether you do have that family currently or you don't um that should be something to aspire aspire to 100 percent, yeah and uh speaking of growing a family for all of us you know obviously oh intimate relationships are a very important part of this <laughs> oh for you what was he going to say? <laughs> Wait, were you going to come out with an announcement? I thought you were going to announce it. Oh, congrats. We were pregnant. Thank you. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's actually just for the gender neutral family out there. It's actually me that's pregnant. That's, wow. what, that's what I meant. So yeah, one more round of applause, please. Thank yes. you very much. Congrats, thank you. Congrats. Thank you. You're, not but you're not bulking. No, I'm not bulking until it's called rock. Pregnant. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, speaking of growing a family, I know that's something that we all want to do one day, especially, you know, you guys coming from a family that, you know, have multiple people and uh, explain the, the, the positives out of it and me looking at you both and, you know, almost to an extent uh, admiring what you guys have. We all want, you know, a traditional family unit, I would say. Is that mm. correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, so in terms of like, you know, finding an intimate partner to produce his family with, oh. I think oh, it's time we start right. talking oh, about some juicy information on juicy. what to look for and what not to look for. Some, uh, Give uh, us the wisdom, some brother. Some red, <laughs> Am red, I going first? He's like, I don't have anything. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think red we, flags, green flags. Yeah, I think, I think it'd be quite easy to kind of like go and elaborate on what the red flags and the green flags oh, that we, we all that individually day, have Set up and then elaborate time. as well. So I'll, I'll, get, I'll let Chris go because you're obviously in a relationship and you can kind of pave the way for us I to am, learn off you. I am. Yeah, we got to learn from you, bro. We got to learn from the best. Look, Give us some context. As I said before, you know, I'm, I'm no expert, um, but I am fortunate enough to have a successful relationship. Um, you know, I've been with my partner for two and a half years. I did mention the communication and compromise. Again, I will just go over that. That is key to our, our relationship. That is literally, you know, every relationship, every relationship has its ups and downs. Mm. You have arguments, you have problems, but if you can get through them, you become stronger. So, yeah, yeah. you know, for myself, um, you know, separate to my re relationship, when I was single, you know, a, a always a red flag for me is um, <laughs> is <laughs> is if a um, if a female because you know that's what I'm twenty twenty three yeah if, if if a female um, you know how do I word this <laughs> if, if, a, if a female if a woman I just keep thinking whatever like, you say it's gonna I, be clipped I just think <laughs> I just keep thinking in the back of my head like Bailey's parents look at this <laughs> and I'm like. I'm like, if, if a female engages in some form of sexual activity, that was well said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah, that form was nice. of sexual activity within, I guess, the first, you know, one or two uh, times you've met. Right, interesting. For me personally, it's a no, it's a no go. Uh, I, I feel like it should be something that's, um, you know, it, it's quite precious. Um, and if, if it's, if, if you're single and you're having fun, obviously it's a different story. But if you're looking for a genuine woman that you want to have a family with, the mother of your, you know, your children, it has to be a, a classy, well-respected, um, you know, woman. And if, if she's willing to do that, I feel like it's, for me, it's a no-go. That's that's one of, one of my big red flags. Mm -hmm. um, a green flag for me is having a really... Let's uh, I reckon we go three okay. red flags each, okay. then we go green flags after. Um, or should we go green? Three each. Whoa. I reckon three. Another, reckon. another red flag for me is if a uh, girl has a bad relationship with her family. Um, if, if she, if she, you know, swears at her parents. Um, if she, if she, yeah, if she, if she doesn't have a, a good relationship. Not, I want, I want to, I want to um, preface if she doesn't have a good relationship because of her parents, that they're, they're you know, abusive or there's an issue, obviously that's a different story. But if it's genuinely because she's a, a not, not a great person, she doesn't value uh, how amazing parents can be, um, I think that's definitely a red flag because that could then transcend into our relationship mm. with our kids eventually. She won't see the value. She won't care so much for our kids. And yeah, I, nice. need, no I need the mother of my kids to have that respect. Yeah. Um, that's another one. Um, and I guess a more superficial one would be a um, kind of on the same um, topic. 
um, if she has a high sexual activity level. <laughs> as in history? History. Do you mean level as in like she's got a strong okay. libido? What, can you elaborate on that topic? Um, historical if past, she has, you mean? If she has historical a, past. If she has a lot of, a lot of bodies under her belt. Body count. Body, body count. count. Yes. Gotcha. I think, I think um, whilst, you know, it's not the end of the world, um, it's kind of a reflection on her. Cool. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. You guys are looking at me now. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. All right, cool. You sure? You Actually, no, you go first. You sure you're, you're so. ready? Yeah. All right, I'll go. You go first. Give me a minute. All right, three. I'll go quick. So, first yeah. one, no, no, elaborate, elaborate. You always do. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that is true. That's true. I All mean, right. we both have been on retention for a long time. Oh, mate. I've been celibate for two years. Anyway, go on. Yes. <laughs> two years? Wow. Yeah. Oof. Are you okay? Let's give me the tingles. Anyway, I'm not, a, I'm, not okay. um, I'm not okay. Definitely cut that. We're on the spot here. I think. <laughs> no, nah, it was funny. Spit. Just personally, spit? I guess my first one is <laughs> spit. Someone. <laughs> that's my one. My red flag, flag is someone that doesn't align <laughs> with roles and values that I want to hold. I mean, this is kind of specific to me, but just for me personally, I need someone that's going to raise my kids in the way that you know, oh. in the, the values and the sorry. morals. Or what? You I was going to add in? one more. You, you, sorry, not to. Ruin your. Bro, you're on the something. greatest Rick, flow of all sorry, time. I was sorry. about keep, to drop. Keep it in your mind. Keep it in your mind. Um, and does is open to or is um religious? Uh, it is a no brainer. Like it's is a is a no deal for me. Yep. She has to because God is a big part of my life. And if she sorry, yeah, um, no, that's and fine. God is a big part of my life. And so if she if she doesn't at least is not open to learning and and potentially coming to God, um, then it's not gonna work. Mm. Yeah, yeah. My my first one kind of ties into that as well. It's just. I mean, just aligning morals and values. It's the way you see the world, your way you want to raise your kids. I think from what I've seen, I'm not an expert. I don't know. But if you d don't, aren't aligned with your moral compass and your, your spiritual values or your, whether it's Christianity or religion, then I think that can become a huge uh, issue further down the line, I think. Um, so, yeah, that's the first one for me. Second one for me, yeah, again, like Chris said, family. And I think just... Being able to overlook small things and not get not get stuck, you know, the, the kind of people that just get fixated on little things, like we are talking about before, having character traits, to just look beyond small faults. Everyone's got their own faults, but being able to work through things together, yeah, overlook, overlook yeah. flaws in people. And just, I think the beautiful thing that a lot of women have is they're able to see the, the beauty in everyone or, or with a lot of girls, they can sort of, they can see the good side in, in not people. A, not all. Not all, exactly. Not all, not but that's kind of why it's it's a red flag to someone that gets fixated on small things and is focused on negatives. You know, mm. they see someone that always calling out negative or always gossiping behind their back, other people's backs. I think it's just a strong character trait they need to have. And the first one, I'm going to be a bit controversial. And the first one or the third? One? I mean, yeah, third. Yeah. Sorry, you can be a bit controversial. And I think people will disagree here. Just like I'm ready for it. The third one, a red, big red flag for me is vaping. I think they're big red, Ooh. big red girl, <laughs> big red, big red vape more like. So yeah, I mean that. That's it's and terrible. Let me elaborate. Interesting. Let me elaborate. Vape? What about cigarettes? Is it just yeah, vaping? Such a terrible and habit. It's not a. No, it's not necessarily about the act, right? It's not about vaping. It is about an inability to control like addictive behaviors that you know are destructive. And uh, maybe I'm looking into this too deeply and I'm not talking about, you know, a casual, you're on a night out, you have puff here and there. Like, I'm not talking about, that. I'm talking about Indiction. where it kind of, it's, it's a, what about social? it's a vice. What about social? Social, like they can control there, themselves, like, you know, on a weekend, that's it. Like yeah. every weekend? No, not every weekend. I mean, routinely, a little bit socially, 
fine. Like it, it happens, but I'm talking about an addictive behavior that's like a vice, and it kind of like gotcha. It gotcha. just some of these girls are just about to X out. <laughs> yeah, I know, hundred percent. That's they why need, they need, they're they're back. They're just no, no, no. The they need to hear the hard truth. But they're it's on controversial. The page. They're on the page. I mean, they need to hear the hard truth. It's not. A, it's not about vaping. That's what, like I said, it's about an inability yet to control addictive behaviors that you know are destructive. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of that's my cool. top three. I like that. I like that. Interesting. All right, now green flag. No, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my three biggest red flags when looking for a woman to oh, date. You sound, like, you sound like you he, know what he, you're going to say. He went last, so you got the biggest, yeah, best yeah, things yeah. from no, last, no, no, and no. he's going to come up with these clutch red flags. Okay, so the first red flag is if she doesn't love God, I believe that we can all agree on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I know you've both said it, but I think I want to sort of elaborate on why. I think the main reason for loving God is, is the fact that I've been an atheist for most of my life and I've been Christian for about two to three years now. And when I was living as an atheist, although I had certain morals that, yes, I adhere to, I didn't really have any higher sense of accountability. Mm. And, and I believe that, especially in a relationship, if there's no reasoning not to do something that's greater than oh i might just hurt this person's feelings then there's going to be destruction and i think yeah, that loving god cool. and putting yourself in a position of humility where you can humble yourself to someone which two people in a relationship should be doing at all times is really important that's a really good analysis yeah, so well i done. think i think that like a woman that loves god will love you like she loves god mm. but i also think that god needs to come first and be in the center of each relationship because if you put yourselves first and as controversial as this may sound, then it's actually uh, uh, has the potential for failure as well. I love that, bro. Just just adding to that, like with the putting putting others before yourself. I think if everyone can have that mindset, it's beautiful. And yeah, like you said, with with girls, I mean, a lot of these days with the social media and stuff, we've we've all seen it. There are those people out there who are so self absorbed and self obsessed. Not not just girls, but guys too, where they're own self-satisfaction and gratification comes above before everyone else and if you can't humble yourself before, before god, god, mm. before god that's kind of like a precursor because then you n you have the ability to put others and sort of greater things before your initial desires or cravings or whatever and exactly before you go because what you said was amazing we need to unpack that um another another point you made about the accountability so it, it, it yeah it, it's amazing you know and it, it does work for us as well mm. because you know exactly what you said it's like say you you know you you want to break up with a girl you you're not you're just thinking oh maybe i don't want to upset her feelings but it's actually bigger than that it's exactly it's, uh, you know upsetting god mm. um you know you could be breaking this girl's heart you could be ruining her life and all these things it's it, it's not what god would want and exactly. that's why you don't just go into empty relationships with no um objective no no the, no thought of oh i want i want this to be a relationship i just want to have fun yeah exactly and and take special note that i said loves god and not just likes god yeah there's a very big difference. If there was, if I just liked God, then I would do what he says sometimes. I'd sort of be like obedient, but then disobedient on the weekends. And I'd sort of have it my own way to an extent. You can't be uh, part of uh, uh, the light and the dark at the same time. It's either Ooh. you're running with the devil or you're running with God straight out. And so if you find a woman that just likes God, I think there's a potential because she believes in God and you can obviously show her the right way. But there's two different sides of the coin. Whereas if you find a woman that loves God, if you ever encounter a problem in your relationship where you're stuck on something, go to the Bible. Your Bible is literally your reference book for life. There's a situation in that holy book that has been uh, 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 that has taken place before in ancient times, which you can learn from, which has also been blessed by God's word. So I think having a woman or finding a woman that loves God means that you're going to have a very healthy relationship. That's number one for me. Like yeah, beyond not, anything, not else. guaranteed, but yeah, you got a lot better chance. Of course, a lot better chance. Yeah. Exactly. Number two. Um, 
Number two, number two. Number two, I think, is more of a practical one, but it's emotional intelligence. Okay. And what I mean by that is... He's thought about these. <laughs> yeah, we were pulling ours out of the yeah, fly, bro. Yeah, He's been yeah, practicing. Yeah. I thought about it in the shower this morning. Okay. I, yeah. I, think, I think we have to understand that males and females are very different, right? I think our duty as men is to obviously lead the family, protect and provide. And a woman's, uh, uh, you not, know, not responsibility. In this day and age. Yeah, it's obviously very different in this day and age. But this is what I believe. Yeah, I agree. And a woman's job is different, and we all have very equal parts in in the roles we play in a family unit and in a relationship dynamic. But a woman is more nurturing. She obviously takes care of the, you know, the more practical sides of the family, and and we all have distinct roles. And I think, as women can, you know, inherently be uh, uh, more, you know, emotional, and they sort of like have their ebbs and flows, which is natural to say, which is just biologically proven which is not a bad thing at all, I think it's important to still find a woman that is able to have emotional intelligence to the point where she can compromise and be on the same wavelength as you. An example of this is if you're in an argument, and I know you guys both touched on this before, seeing the best in someone rather than seeing the worst, and I'm not saying be a pushover and completely just like discredit all your morals and values, but if you find a good partner and you know that they're a good person after obviously vain them yeah, for a while. The benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt. And, and I remember, Chris, you and I have spoken about this before. I think that when you find a person that has the emotional intelligence, where if you have a conflict that arises, which you're naturally going to have, you know, many course, times in your course. life, you need to make sure that you attack the problem and not attack each other. Oh, that's a good one. Because yeah, when you're attacking each other, if you know this person is a good person and Point they're the right pointless. one, it's not about them. It could be spiritual warfare, let's be honest. It could be just something that's happened out of you know um, someone else's doing, but you have to attack the problem, not the person. Mm. And I think that's coming great. in with a level of understanding and compassion as well is a great thing. Um, sorry to elaborate on this heat, but... No, it's good. For the majority of the relationships I've had, I've actually always ended it on very good terms. So the majority of girls I've dated... I'm not in bad terms, terms with that. But your emotional intelligence has actually improved a lot as well. It you, has. You might have, you, sorry to stop your flow, you might have initially, say, you know, five, six years ago, you would have been a culprit of what you're just talking about now, whereas you might have, you know, say, ended a relationship because of an issue. Mm. But now your emotional intelligence is so, so amazing that you, you, like we've even talked about this as well, you give it a time, you step back, mm. you look at the overall picture, and you assess what the issue is rather than go, she did this, mm. she's wrong, I, I didn't do anything wrong, nah, I can't date her anymore, I, I need to break up with her. Yeah, and, yeah. That's, and that's, I guess, what you're touching on. Exactly, and that ties into my third point. I've got four, sorry. The oh, third oh, point... Sorry. He's got a hundred, actually. <laughs> He's got a list. The third point is um, humility. So I think it's very easy for us as men to kind of like get an ego and think we know everything. Mm. Um, as much as we do have the responsibility to lead the family in the right direction... I do think as well that we actually have to be humble to the point where, like, just like we're humble with God, we have to also be humble with our partners. And what that kind of ties into is a level of compromise where you are essentially giving yourself up, as the Bible states, for this person and vice versa. So being able to reach a level of understanding between you, between both people is so important. So, for example, um, in, co in confrontations that I've had in the past, you know, the f one of the first things I'll say is if I see the person, my partner upset, I'll say, you know, um, is there anything that I've done to upset you? I know you do this really well as well, and I'm yeah. sure you, you do as well, Bailey. I do this because I want my partner to know that I'm not coming in with an ego. I'm not coming in, I'm not coming in to prove a point. I'm coming to in to solve the issue. And if I've done something, I'll 100% immediately put my hand up because I'm humble to the point where I know I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect in any regard. None of us are. Yeah, pull me up. It could be Pull me, me up. If you, if you see something in me that I need to improve, I want to improve. 
And so what happens is obviously that sort of dynamic in a relationship is so pivotal because then the woman sees you doing that, then she can reciprocate. But often at times it's not the same on both ends, which is, a, I believe, a red flag. So the woman has to have humility to the point of conflict, conflict resolution and ease of that as well. Yep. And trying to, trying to find that out early on would, yep. would, would go really far for the relationship. Exactly. And I guess my last point, um, you know, I've seen this a couple of times, I think, in my past, but I believe that a red flag is when uh, the woman has a bad relationship with men in general. And I think that goes, you know, to uh, relationships, family members, even colleagues. 100%. Because what that means is if the woman doesn't know how to respect the man, then she won't respect you. And I think it's a very simple terminology. Men want respect and women want love. It's very true about those two things. And that's how we're different. So I think, um, yeah, just having, just knowing that your woman, and it kind of ties into um, the family dynamic as well that you guys were both speaking about, how coming from a good family means that she respects, you know, her brothers, uncles, dads, whatever it may be. And I think that's so important because you know that she will have that level of respect and love for you. So those are my four red flags in a woman. Very nice. All right. So now to some more positive positive yes. points um obviously we we've got some green flags so um while we were talking i was thinking about some some ideas as well whilst listening to you boys and, and getting you know some good gems gems mm. from you guys um so for me a someone so obviously i'm armenian as i mentioned before so i for me family is as i've mentioned countless times very very important and i need someone uh to uh, i guess respect my culture and and want to be um, want to want to want to be open and 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 keen to uh, be a part of it. You know, uh, they don't have to obviously neglect their culture, but I want them to be fully immersed in my culture. Um, you know, fully involved, fully because I want to raise my kids Armenian. Um, and and so I need a partner who is is okay with that, with with all our traditions. You know, all our all our like our culture like you know my partner now she's amazing she's 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 like you know we we always whenever we're free like we'll we'll practice armenian words <laughs> and um, what and just for the viewers and, what's her background she's a malaysian australian so, so she's getting so involved in your culture correct that's amazing um, and and look i'm i've even said to her like i'd be keen to get into hers but her family's not so into theirs um so i've even told her you should get more into it but anyway um and and so she's she's really cute she she always asks me like teach me another word teach me another word and her memory is amazing she's very smart um and she remembers all these words and she's actually even told me like this is early on without me even saying anything like i might have mentioned like oh like you know it'd be cool if you learn armenian she's like i want to she's like after i finish uni i'm gonna go study armenian wow like, that's okay that, that to me is is and it's know, so different from her current culture as well it's not just it's like insane. oh malaysian to indonesian it's like but for her for her to show me that that love and respect to show importance in in such a thing that's so important to me mm. obviously my culture my language you know because obviously you know it's it th there's language barriers right if she doesn't understand everything we're saying we are we're, we're at lunch table we're at dinner table with my family she wants to be a part of it she wants to feel you know one um, so for me, someone who respects my culture is is a green flag, and obviously mm. my partner does it. Um, as, this is going to be a bit uh, cheesy, but um, <laughs> someone who's you know, I guess uh, you know half the woman my mum is. You know, I my, love that. Yeah, my nice. you stole my point. <laughs> my my mum is like obviously every guy's mum. You know, if they've got a good relationship, is is their angel, their their queen. Um, and you know, my mum is 
someone I, I, I really look up to. She's an amazing woman. Your mum's a very amazing woman. She's, she's, you know, super religious. She's selfless. She puts everyone else before her. All she cares about is making sure everyone is happy. And, and, and Bailey actually made a point, which I was going to comment on. Um, but having, having that humility to always look after everyone else, always want, want the best for everyone else. Um, even, even to the point where it's above her. Like she, she, she'd, she'd happily put herself down or, or neglect what she wants to do to make everyone else around her happy. Mm. And I'm not saying she has to go to that extent, but just to have that humility, just to have the awareness of, you know, let me make others happy. Let me want to do good for others. And this is also, again, uh, you know, in God's path as well, to, to, to always think about others, always to do good for others. Um, and, mm. and so, you know, if she can be half the woman um my mum is obviously it doesn't help it doesn't hurt for if she if she can cook as well you know yeah yeah and just um, to touch on your mum specifically like chris's mum has uh like you know we're like family like taking jamie in yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah and i can think of two examples the first example is, uh was when uh i was uh living in melbourne at the time uh for a couple of years and i'd come to sydney uh to do some stuff but i couldn't stay with my mum because this is before uh the renovation happened so like my mum's place was just like i couldn't live there so Chris's family, especially your mom, like, you know, f- uh, accommodated me into staying with you guys completely for free, took me in as like literally her, her own son and was such a lovely, you know, lovely person to me. The second example was when I got um, possessed, demonically possessed a couple of years back. It's got goosebumps. Yeah, literally when I got, I um, gonna say. yeah, when I got possessed, uh, Chris and his mom were actually the first people uh, in my life that introduced the notion of God to me. And 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 like look at us, you know, three years on, I'm I'm completely out of the she, demonic she, possession. She, and every like every week, that was a start. Every week or two, she'll ask me like, and th- and this is like how you know someone's genuine. Like every couple of weeks, she'd ask me, "How's Jamie going? How's his progress?" Like, and she's genuinely like so interested. Like she's emotional asking me. Cause she, she sent me a book. You guys sent me a she, book. She sent him a book because she's like she she was thinking to herself. She was spending days she's like, "How can I improve? Help this kid? How can I? How can I help him? He's like a son to me, you know." And so back to my point, if, if, my, if my partner has even half, half these values as my mom does, she, she will be an amazing woman because, you know, my mom, in my eyes, is, is you know, top. Yep. Um, nice. And I guess uh, my third green flag um, would have to be, I guess, I, I feel like having, having a, I guess, Back to what you said, um, I think Bailey said this as a red flag, but I want to touch on it a bit as a green flag. So um, being able to give, I think actually, sorry, Jamie did, um, the benefit of the doubt thing um, for me, and and this is something we've worked on in our relationship, you know, if you're with a a partner or you're you're looking for a partner, hopefully at at, at a certain age, you're mature enough to be looking for a wife, you know, a a future wife, someone who you, you, in your head, you're thinking, if I'm gonna date this girl, I want to have, I want to be married to and have kids and live a long, happy life, right? So realistically, all these little issues, you know, these little fights and stuff. Whilst yes, you should acknowledge them, you should deal with them, but you should be okay to overlook them for the overall scheme of things. You know, the big picture. You're like this guy, you know, this guy or girl. If it's for her, you know, this guy's amazing. You know, he he's he's respectful. He's not abusive. He, he looks after me. He respects my family, my culture. He always does the absolute best for me. If he's, if he's made a mistake here and there, if he came late to something, if he didn't answer the call on time, whatever the little issue is, 
it's okay. And mm. if, if someone can't, and, and as I think Bailey said, it, it's a personality trait. If someone can't overlook that, for me, I think whilst I'll, I would try to work on it, but if, if I feel like if they inherently can't work on that, I think it's just going to cause way too many issues down the track. And if they can't give me the love and respect to look at my overall, you know, all my great points and they're going to hone in on these little small issues that we have, then I don't see success. I don't, I don't see the potential for success in the relationship because there's always going to be trying to bring me down. They're always going to be trying to cause unnecessary issues that it's like, how blessed are we? Mm. We're in the best country in the world. We've got a roof over our heads. Uh, we've got families that love us. We've got jobs. We've got each other. And if you're going to let all that go down and you're going to ruin the day, this experience, because, you know, our, our days are numbered. Mm. If you're going to ruin a day of our lives or a week or we're not going to talk for a few days for a simple little thing that could have been addressed, again, back to the talking communication thing, then I think for me that's a, that's, that's a, a big green flag. I think just be able to get over little things, move on, look at the overall big picture yeah, yeah. And, and just see what's in front of you. See how lucky you are to have each other. I'm saying lovely. Love those points, love those points. I mean, that's pretty hard to follow up on. I think you've covered a lot of it. And I yeah, think I, there's a lot of crossover. Sure, I want to make sure that we don't like just keep repeating ourselves <laughs> as well. So yeah, I'll yeah. say it super quickly, top line. One thing that I also look for is like a season of single, a, matur- a, sing- a season of maturity in singleness or preparation where they have a, a time in their life before you come along to sort of deal with any past issues or have a time to just like build the character traits. Like we were saying, in a, I think it was another episode where the time to become someone that is worth sort of like investing in, right? So someone who's had a time of singleness to reflect, to think about the character traits they want to develop, to get closer to God, have their own relationship with God. Um, and off the back of that, someone I think it's important that has their own ambitions and goals and has their yeah. own direction in life because I'm, I'm sure all of us one. can attest to, t- attest to this. We have big visions and goals and want to go places in life. And and the person you're going to marry, you're you're like a, a unit. You're you're like a team. Like a you're going into battle of this battle of life together. And someone that can be strong and and give you wisdom and knowledge and provide value to you as well, and has their own sort of thing going on that they're pursuing as well. That you can both sort of run together. I think it's a big one. And yeah, everything that Chris touched on is amazing. I'm the exact same. My mum mm. has shown me what it, what it's like to be a true godly. Uh, incredible woman she's given me all the character traits to look for so I'll, I'll always say you know she ultimately has not the ultimate say but has a big say in who I will choose because if my mom likes it my mom doesn't literally doesn't like there's very few people on this earth that my mom doesn't like probably same as you Chris so and, mm. and, and, and my mom is the well. absolute best for you exactly mm. exactly and she's like the ultimate filter exactly so if if you, she has my mother's approval and that's kind of the cliche thing but it, it's true you can't help but go past they want the best for you and if my mum likes her which is there's a very high chance she will because <laughs> again my mum looks for the best in people I only go for 10 <laughs> <laughs> yeah that too um, and yeah I just think that's a great great trait but everything that Chris touched on before is is perfect and I'm I think we're all very aligned on the godly and the family side of things so oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah, and, and as you said, you know, in your own words, I think everything that's being covered, um, I yeah. fully agree with. Um, the only thing I will add, I, you touched on this briefly, is making sure that my woman supports my mission entirely. This because is this is a this is an area where I've found, you know, in the past, um, some degree of, uh, you know, uncomfortability. Resistance. Um, resistance, yeah. Because I think, you know, 
as as especially us three are, you know, I think women that come across us can tell that we have the uh, the best intentions for not only ourselves but for them as well. You know, in relationships that I enter, I want to make it very clear from the get go that look, this is the life I want to live, and I'm actually working so hard so I can actually provide for you and give you the best life possible as well, and for our family and our and our kids. So I think that having the woman, um, you know, bless your work and your mission that God has called us all to to obviously um, be accountable for is a really big thing because if you find a woman that say disagrees with your mission and that's fine you know some relationship dynamics are uh, uh, inherently you know um, not aligned essentially you know for example for me I have to travel a fair bit for my work and if you know my partner isn't okay with it then that's that's okay that's a bit of a maybe a compatibility issue you can obviously get around these sorts of things but I think just inherently like if my partner didn't support my mission that would be difficult so a massive green flag is if they did if you found the 10 out of 10, the, the cream of the crop, the best girl, suits all your green flags, mom, family, everything, and said you can't travel? I would say no. <laughs> there, are things in, there are things in relationships that are called non-negotiables, and I actually believe in these things. No, that's fair. Yeah, that's good. And, it's and good to know what you want. It's good to know what you want. And you need to know what you want because there could be everything perfect that you said but that one little pivotal point which is actually remarkably important for your mission – and if that's not able to be accounted for, then the whole thing's kind of a bit of a mess. Because if everything's all rosy, but then this one thing where she doesn't want you to do something, but then you have to for work, it's going to create chaos would eventually. You, would you expect them to move around with you or just long distance? Because like what, what, I, know, I know for a fact long distance does work, long distance doesn't work. Um, yep. I've seen both sides. And it can really um, pose tension onto a relationship, especially if there's eventually kids involved. Mm. You know, she's going to be at home all the time if she's not traveling with you. Yep. Um, she's going to be at home at all time. You know, she's going to be like, I have to look after the kids. Yes, he's making bread and he's supporting the family. He's the most amazing guy ever, but I, ne- I don't get to see him. Yep. He's not He's not here for the X, Y, Z, you know. Uh, yeah. To answer your question, for me personally, no, I would never do long distance. I think that the woman that I end up with will understand my mission to such a degree where she'll want to, you know, if I have to travel, travel. But if there are kids involved, that's a completely different story. I would never want to be an absent father, like not that my dad was completely absent, but physically absent like my dad was mm. because I know how much of a detriment that was to my own life. Mm. So regardless of what it is, I know that God will facilitate a way yeah. for my mission to be accomplished plus have a strong family unit where I'm a present father. Like I want to be going to all the parent-teacher nights, supporting <laughs> yeah, my son yeah, at yeah. soccer matches. Bro, that's the, I can't wait for I can't that. wait for the that. best thing in the world. Coaching kids' soccer team. Bro, I, I think it's the parent-teacher nights are the best thing. That's I'm like, the dream, bro. Yeah, Exactly, cool. exactly. Nah, soccer games. Bro. Especially yeah. soccer games, bro. I want to be that dad that's so supportive of my son. On that the sideline. On the <laughs> sideline. Like, like, Run! Because we've played... This is a whole different time, but we've, we've played very yeah, high level soccer. And I wish my dad was there with me to support me and tell me that like I could do it mm. when I thought I couldn't. So I want to be that sort of dad so that yeah, my, it's, my it's partner has to be. a couple prodigies. It's annoying. Little mini me. It's, it's funny. Cause exactly. It's funny because it's annoying at the time. But, but now, now that I look oh, back, like man. my dad would, my dad would literally not miss any game ever. Yeah. yeah. Like he, he doesn't, he, he won't go anywhere else. Even if his friends are like, like if he's got, obviously if he's got important work, he'll have to go to it. Yep. But he's like, from a young age, I, I remember my mom telling me this. So, because he used to work very well, he still works, but now it's a bit more relaxed. But you know, when he was when he was younger, he used to work a lot, right? Early mornings, late nights, Monday to Friday. He would say that I don't care. Like they would open on Saturdays, and he told his partner, he goes, "I don't care what it is. Saturdays are for my kids." Wow. Because like he d- he he, didn't, he would not take any work on, no friends, in, 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 like nothing. He goes, because he used to take uh, my sister to a little athletics um, and then me to soccer. 
And he's like, I will be at every single, I, I don't care. I will be at every game, That's amazing. every little athletics, even if he's interstate or whatever, he'll literally, he would literally fly to make it to my game. No like, way. like, and he would be at the sidelines, like, you know, I love yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. That's incredible. incredible. And you don't, you don't really, cause it's when you're young, you don't appreciate these things. As you get older, you're like, wow, like yeah, the things you're, you know, uh, he, he would do. So I yeah, it's I see so many like common commonalities between that. And I think it, Ultimately, it does come back to having the strong morals and values and the family unit as a first. It all ties back because my uh, everything that you say, Chris, and is my family is pretty much the exact same. Like my dad will rock up to every single sporting thing. Like my brother plays water polo for Australia, and he'll be at every single game, analyzing every little detail, wow, like wow. Yeah, more than the coach. And it's like, man, that's what it's about. Like that's yeah. where you can find so much fulfillment. And it just goes back to these character traits. It starts now. Like, what are your morals? What are your values? Yeah, 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 and yeah. the family unit that's built it's built around those values and you can just see it spread out into all these little areas. And it'll, uh, be, and it'll be ingrained in us as well. And, exactly. and even if you, you know, even if Jamie's had a different experience, obviously he's still got amazing love for his parents and his yeah, parents yeah, love yeah. him yeah. amazingly. And, and, you know, in, in different ways, they're, they're there for him, right? So, like, it, it will ingrain in us with our kids and, 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 and then further on, you know, all every relationship in our lives will transcend through what we've experienced, you know? Mm. Um, I, even Even to the point where, like, you know, Sorry to go back to this, but like, I I would I would go out clubbing, right? You know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, um, and I'd go out till late, you know, two, three a.m. <laughs> and my dad, like, crazy. He said he he would say to me like, because I was like, it's fine, I'm old enough, I get an Uber, I get a cab, I'll come home. He says I don't care what time it, because he'll sleep, he'll be asleep. He's like I don't, he'll he'll purposely sleep on the couch so he doesn't wake my mom up. He goes anytime. Whatever time it is, I don't care. 3, 4 a.m., call me. I'm going to come pick you up. Wow. This is every single week. Every single week, he would come to the city, Cro King's Cross, Piedmont, whatever it is. He would come and pick me up, like, you know, half asleep, like, <laughs> in, his, in his pajamas. He'll come pick me up, full happy. Like, wow, like wow. not even like you're doing me a burden. Like, I'm so happy you're safe. You're alive. You didn't do anything wrong. Nothing bad's happened to you. And you're coming home to me. Wow. Same as my mom. My mom wouldn't do that. But she anytime I went out, she goes... All I need from you, whenever you get home, send me good night. I love you. Wow. Good night. I love you. She's like, I'm not gonna message back. I'm not gonna say anything. I just need to because she goes, if I, she, she goes, I can't sleep. Mm. She goes, she would wake up at, she would wake up at 4 a.m. and if I haven't messaged her, she'll freak out. <laughs> Call the cops. You know, yeah, wow. Wow. like that. Eh? So, so yeah. So yeah, and that's 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 such a blessing. And you know, I think that it's it's cool how we have like us three in this podcast because I I came from like uh, somewhere of the opposite of what you guys have, but. From being friends with both of you, I can see exactly what I want in the future. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not to say that my parents were bad. They were actually amazing, amazing, yeah. amazing parents. Like I have the best relationship your with my mom and my dad. Woman. And and yeah, to, to double up on, on what you were saying about your mom, like I want a woman just like my mom, exactly like her, yeah. straight out, like That's exactly it. like my mom. Loves pigeons. <laughs> Bonus. Um, but my <laughs> dad, my dad, while he, <laughs> while he wasn't like um, physically like existent, you could say, um, for most of the time, he still operated as a very, very, very yeah, supportive dad from there. a distance. So I think yeah. luckily, fortunately for all of us, um, we've had very good parents that we look up to in our own respective situations. And, you know, we can all learn from each other and, uh, you know, that's... And we want to yeah. emulate. Yeah, emulate, yeah exactly. but we, we just want to be sensitive as well. You know, some, not everyone has that luxury. And, yep. and, you know, some people, you know, there's tragic things that happen, unfortunate circumstances. And, yeah, we're not trying to make play down on bad. that or make yeah. you feel bad. We're just sort of speaking about our experiences. Um, but so you yeah, guys can change that if you have had that happen in the past. You can be a reflection yeah, of things that you want in the future so you can have that, you know, yeah. family. And, 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 and you can also build amazing relationships with your friends. That's right. Who, you know, not so much fill the void, but are still a great support system 
um, for you to, you know, excel in life and, and feel, you know, like you've got your people have your back. 100%. I've got a bonus point because we kind of went around like red flags and green flags for girls, mm. but I'm a big advocate for taking complete responsibility like for that. yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like whilst That's it awesome. is good to have, know what you want and know your morals and your yourself. values, at the end of the day, as a man, you have to take complete accountability for every single little thing, every relationship, friendship, romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. If you have a girlfriend, everything's your fault. If she breaks up with you, it's your fault. Take accountability for everything and you just have a lot more control and, and awareness and you, you're able to grow as a person. Mm. I would even go as far to say as if your girlfriend cheats on you it's your and fault. it's kind of common, it's, it's your, your, your fault. Bitch. And I know there are <laughs> some crazy girls out there who are out to destroy men, destroy men and just mm. have no care. But even then, it's still your fault because you need to work on your character development and be able to look past the words that they say mm. and and to be able to judge character. Mm. So, yes, whilst it's good to assess who you're going to partner up with, at the end of the day, you should be doing the prep, you should be doing the foundations, you should be developing the person and the character traits that you need to be. And I believe once you become the right person, then the right person will come to you. It's not and the I other way around. Not, yeah. Don't just get fixated on what girl you're looking for and don't think you have it'll, to change anything. I like that. And I, think, and I think that is um, a great topic for another episode. Mm. We can do a whole episode on exactly 100%. how to build yourself as a man and how to take full accountability, as you said, over your relationships and whatever happens. Yep. I think when we dive into this more, like in the next episode, mm. I, I personally would love for us to go through the difference between weakness and vulnerability. Because they're two different things in, in brotherhood and in relationships. Right, there's so, so many, so many ways we can go about this. Yeah, so um, let's let's tie it off there. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Um, yeah. If you would like to check us out, we're on every single platform out there: YouTube, uh, where else are we? Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, we'll put the links down below. Hundred percent. And guys, if you have any questions for us to answer in the ne- next podcast, please uh, send them in. Hundred percent. Yeah, we're happy to answer anything. All right, Thank love you. It, boys. See you next time. Peace.